Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I am your host, Lucky, and today we're going to be talking about Alcoholics Anonymous and going to the Alcoholics Anonymous subreddit. But before we get into that, if you guys are new here, welcome. Basically, this is what I do. I go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health. Give some general general advice, but um, I am uh, not a professional by any means, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. Uh, before we get into the actual subreddit, I thought I... I've never actually thought about this. And by the way, I don't know how many questions I'm going to get into after I do this. So uh, today's show is a little mixed match of things. But I've never actually talked about the 12-step program because I never went through it. I kind of just did things on my own and, and you know, it did pretty well for me. Um, but I just, after reading a couple of these steps, I definitely did, did these. I just kind of found them out on my own. Um, but I wanted to analyze each step of the AA of of um, AA uh, the twelve step program and kind of talk about it a little bit because um, I think we've talked about AA a lot. I've never actually talked about the twelve steps. So uh, here we go. Let's get into it. Um, this is according to recovery.org. I'll actually have a link in the description box down below if you guys want to follow along with me. Um, it's the one that says recovery.org uh, slash alcoholics anonymous. I think is the, what the thing says. But anyway. Um, Let's go into it. Here is the first one. I'm not going to be reading the quote. I'm just going to be reading like the thing underneath it. So uh, step one of AA, admitting one's struggle with alcohol use can be challenging, but once they do acknowledge their struggle, the recovery process can begin. So typically what I hear um, about this, I, I mostly hear this from like Steve-O, uh, Steve-O's story. Steve-O, I really, I really followed his, his story very closely, but it's the idea that you don't have any power over the, um, the substance itself. Um, I, I always like to make sure that people understand the difference between um, having no power over yourself and not having any power over the substance. It's just whenever the substance is in you, you you lose control. Um, you don't you do have p power over yourself, meaning you have the power to stop yourself from getting that substance into your body. I just want to make sure that's very clear here. So, um, so yeah, it's the idea that. Like, listen, if you if you know that you're going to always drink to blackout uh, to be uh, to the point of being blacked out drunk, then, yeah, you don't have control over it. So um, anyway, let's go to step two. Alcoholics Anonymous believes that people struggling with alcohol use can benefit from believing in a greater uh, sorry, a power greater than themselves to recover. Those working the 12 steps of AA are free to choose whatever higher power works for them. So this is. um. I don't want to say controversial. Um, it's not as controversial. There are some people, though, that are atheist and are, or who are agnostic, who do not like this part of the step, who, who don't like this step of AA, which, excuse me, is completely understandable. Um, I don't mind that they, I, I, I feel like they need to figure out a way to make this more universal because whether we like it or not, alcoholism um, hits everybody, not just people uh, who believe in, in, in a higher power. Um, so I don't know what it would be, but uh, I think it would be a better, a better idea to think about it in a more scientific, in more um, scientific terms. Uh, yes, I am religious and this did help me a lot, but I also understand that there are going to be people out there who are not religious and um, this goes against a lot of their values. So um, one other way to think about it is life is life goes by its own drum. It does not go by yours. So, um, you know, once you start to realize that life is uh, life is in control and not you. Right. So this is not me saying like uh, God is in control. Right. 
Um, but typically over millennia, um, people have, you know, this goes all the way back to cavemen in, um, in caves drawing, you know, like some type of deity. So they've all, that we've all throughout history, um, people have been trying to explain the phenomena of the world and, whatever they would try and decipher this, it typically took the, 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 uh, the form of some type of deity of some sort. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, but you know, if you derive it all the way from the, the beginning, right. Um, think about nature in some respects, nature, mother nature does not follow your drum. It follows its own drum, uh, or sorry, it follows its own path, right. It doesn't, it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really uh, follow you. And, you know, when you start to think about, um, that that sense of of being you know being one with nature and how nature can cure cure you um i think that's also can be used as an alternative i'll be honest with you um for me it wouldn't work i i've always just been more on the religious side i think it may have been because of my upbringing both of my parents well my father didn't become religious until a lot later but my mom has always been um presbyterian so you know kind of went through that so uh you know whatever helps you try and figure this out um you know you're more than welcome to um, but yeah, I will say this. I don't know of too many AA programs that are catered towards atheists and agnostics. Um, so I just want to make that clear, or you can maybe choose, it doesn't say, it doesn't, you know, it says God as you, um, as you understand it. So it can be, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, if you're Hindu, it could be something like that. Uh, you can say creator, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be the Christian God, of course. So. Uh, whatever you decide to to choose. Uh, anyway, step three of AA. In the third step of AA, a person consciously decides to turn their will. Oh, wait, did I already say this one? Oh, did I? Wait, I'm free to choose. Oh, okay, yeah, no, okay. So this one kind of goes with it. In the third step, third step of AA, a person consciously decides to turn their will over to a higher power of their understanding. Um, yeah, I think in this sense, I think it would just be to give your will up to the world, give your will up to the universe, right? Um, you know, the I, the reason why I define spirituality as your relationship to the universe is because you do have a place in the universe, whether you like it or not, right? Even if it seems like, uh, even if it seems like so tiny, right? Like your point zero 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 like uh, infinite zeros point one uh, percent of this whole entire universe, you're still part of it. Uh, whether you like it or not, even if you're the size of a cell on a human, which isn't even the, you know, that's even that is bigger than what we are. Um, you're still part of the universe. So um, I would just say to give yourself up to the part of the universe and listen, um, the universe can be a spiritual experience, right? So if you're a follower of like Neil deGrasse Tyson and all that kind of stuff, the universe is, is crazy, dude. It is crazy. And there's so much that we don't understand. Um, and I think that's something that, uh, can give us all this, this, this is the same sense of awe and wonder that maybe more religious people like myself get from trying to understand God. Um, so just, uh, you know, when you turn your, your will, I think you just need to realize that you're not the biggest part of the universe. And I know that sounds very, uh, it, it sounds a little bit, you know, obvious, but it's not as obvious as you might think, especially when your ego is inflated, especially when, Maybe you're too in the thick of things to understand that you um, to understand that you aren't the only one in your own universe, and that, that's what I mean by your relationship with the universe. You start to realize how small you are in this universe. It doesn't mean you have to be. Doesn't mean that you have to beat yourself up like, oh, I'm so small in this universe. It's more like uh, freeing because oh, I'm so small in this big universe, and there's so much out there for me. 
Um, and I'm such I'm a, I'm part of such a big thing. I'm not alone. So um, I think that would be a better uh, way to look at that if you are not religious. If not, the obviously, um, you know, religious people have already been doing this kind of stuff. So um, anyway, step four of AA. Uh, this step requires self-examination that can be uncomfortable. Honestly, I'm oh, sorry, excuse me. Honesty about how a person's struggle has affected themselves and others is necessary for helping maintain recovery. So yeah, this is something that I had to, actually step four was funny enough where I kind of started. Um, I ended up uh, hurting some friends and I ended up losing some of them in the process. Um, I've never actually, I, I'll be real with you. Uh, this is more of an honest uh you know, confession. Um, there were some of the friends I kind of, you know, I left behind in San Jose that I, I don't know if we're actually still cool, although we do follow each other on, on social media. Um, but I've never really wanted to ask them because I think that's up for them. You know, if they, if they want to continue that relationship, I wasn't super close to them, but just knowing that I could lose friends was really, um, heartbreaking to me. So, you know, I ended up, uh, I ended up eventually realizing that I was having a lot more of an effect on people than I, and, you know, I was just, I would just get drunk every night. So I'd forget about the, the terrible things that I would do to people when I was, uh, you know, uh, drinking. So, um, you know, in terms of, in terms of step four, I absolutely agree. And it, listen, it, you have to look at it objectively instead of, um, like completely demonizing it. Cause you can get to the point where you feel so bad that you want to drink again. Um, that's not really what you want to do. You want to look at it realistically. Um, just, it's just a sobering feeling, right? And I guess pun intended there. It's a sobering feeling to know that, um, you know, this is what alcohol does to you or whatever drug of choice is. Uh, I, I'm always, is, is AA only for alcohol? I've, you know, like, obviously it's Alcoholics Anonymous, but I would imagine it probably works for pretty much anything. Um, so, uh, you know, because I, I would imagine, because all these steps kind of sound like anything, right? Like with weed and anything like that. So I, I'd imagine if you want, you know, if you want to uh, use this for anything, then you could probably, I'm sorry, if you want to use this uh, for any of the drugs that you're using, it doesn't just have to be alcohol. Um, just saying. Um, I, I did a lot of the same stuff for weed. Um, I wasn't hanging out with my friends a lot. So step four also applied to me in terms of uh, me feeling that I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I just stopped hanging out with people because I just wanted to get high in my house all day. So if they wanted to come over and get high, that was fine. But I'm not going anywhere with you, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, absolutely agree with that one. Step five of AA. This step involves admitting to post, uh, sorry, to pass poor behavior, which may involve sharing with their sponsor and or a uh, group. Uh, okay, so step four and step five are kind of interconnected. So you think you reflect on the things that you um, may have done to yourself or others. Uh, and then you open up about uh, you open up about the uh, the poor behavior that that led you here as well. Um, I, I think that's important because we have to once you vocalize it. A lot of times we try we try and lie to ourselves about the things that we um, we try like you know in my head I'm always the hero right I'm the hero of my own story. But there are times where I become the villain. You know I mean it, it happens and you know it still happens to this day of course. So. I have to be really careful with the, um, I have to be really careful with, uh, f you know, forgetting, uh, with, uh, forgetting to be humble and, uh, which dude, that is really hard for me. I know I sound, I might sound, um, prof I don't know. Sometimes I sound profound or sometimes I sound humble and stuff on this podcast and on my YouTube channel, but I switch gears, right? I switch gears, but in my natural state, I'm not actually like that a lot. I get, my head blows up real fast, dude. Like I, I'm surprised that I'm still on the earth after like my head gets, so, gets so full of hot air. Um, so anyway, 
Um, and for me, that's what God helped me do, right? Um, but in terms of like you, if you're not humble, just think of how, how tiny you are in the universe. It's a very humbling aspect of, of life. Um, so anyway, uh, which one do I read? Step five, right? Uh, okay, so bring up your past behavior with a, a group. And, you know, and that's a really good point because everybody else in your group is going to have a similar um a similar experience so you don't have to you don't have to have people there judging you you can have people there just listening and uh you can share your experience and they're going to share you know that everybody's going to share their experience too so that's that's a very good uh good way of doing that uh step six of aa the alcoholic admits that they are ready to have their higher power remove the wrongs they listed in step four um remove the oh, okay okay so this is the idea of uh forgiving sins i i suppose um yeah and in this case i would say that the the uh if you're not religious right i would say it would be better to uh to say you are ready to have to uh to remove the wrongs that you've that you know we were listed in, in step four like you're the ultimately the one that has to forgive yourself for the things that you've done um, nobody else is going to forgive you. I'm sorry. Uh, nobody else has to forgive you, but you, if you want to move forward, you're the one who has to forgive you to move forward. Um, it's not guaranteed that other people are going to forgive you and listen, the, maybe they never will. Uh, that's just something that comes with life, right? Um, they have to cut you off because they can't, they, you're not good for their life. Um, and that's, that's totally fine, right? That That's them thinking about their own, uh, self-preservation. That's, you know, wonderful. I, I, I wish them the best too. Um, there's nothing wrong with them for doing that. Uh, but ultimately you're the one who has to live with yourself. And, um, so just a way to word this differently for people who are atheistic. And actually, I don't know about even thinking about, cause I, I think that is a good way to think about it is that, uh, God will forgive you. But I think at the same time, I I'm, I'm assuming at some point, um, I'm assuming at some point we would, um, get into the point where, uh, uh, we forgive ourselves, but, uh, I'm not seeing that anywhere in here. I think that's something, uh, let me, let me, let me keep going just in case there is something I, I don't want to like come to like cut to conclusions, um, right away. So, uh, anyway, they, uh, we were on step six. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The alcoholic admits that they're ready to have the higher power move the wrongs. They listed in step four, step seven of AA, step seven of the 12 steps of AA is about humility. When a person is humble, they have the opportunity to gain new perspectives that support their recovery journey. So that's a little bit of what I was talking about before. Um, seeing how small you are in the universe is 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 very humbling, man. Um, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't empower you. I think to a certain degree, it does empower you because you're so, you're part of such a big uh, system that it you start to you know you start to realize you're never alone, even when you feel alone. So. Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely great. I like that one. Uh, step eight of AA. In this step, a person writes down all of the people they have wronged through their drinking. This is not a step to make amends, but to help a person understand what they are, are what they are ready to make amends for in step nine. Oh, okay. So you're just making a list of people that you've hurt. Um, I'm wondering if yourself would include in that. Um, you know, I, like I said, I don't, I've never been part of the, the AA program, so... I don't know if uh, there is, sorry, I don't know if there is a uh, protocol like, okay, don't, don't talk about yourself because it's going to happen later. But anyway, let's go to the next step, step nine. Many alcoholics work with their sponsor to figure out the best way to complete this step. Making amends could include writing a, uh, so sorry, it says make, make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do 
so it would, would injure themselves or others. Okay, so making amends could include writing a letter to a person or sitting down face to face with them. For some people, making amends is to simply writing down, writing it down and sharing it with a sponsor if it is not possible or safe to share with the person directly. Yeah, and this goes back to what I was saying before. Like, listen, some people, for their own safety, they can't be around you anymore. Um, it's probably it's maybe detrimental to their to their mental health. Maybe you really, maybe you really did a number for, on them. Let's say you're an alcoholic father and you really screwed up with your daughter, or your or your or your, your son or something like that. Um, and it's probably better for them to be away from you. I mean, even if like even with my dad, right? He he, you know, he found God. He did all that stuff, and you know, he seemed like he was a better man. But you know, I was you know, he was still the same loser dad to me, you know, I mean, listen, I, I'm just being real with you. I, I didn't, it's not like I gained any respect for him. He was still, he still walked out on me. Um, so it's not like I had, you know, any greater respect, but I, I also realized that, you know, he was my dad and I was going to have some things to work out because of him. And, and, but, you know, at the same time, I realized that I couldn't be keep using him as an excuse for doing things that I, I did. So, um, you know, um, I think probably my dad could have used a little bit of this AA uh, <laughs> stuff as well. He kind of just he he kind of just found God and then kind of went from there. Also, he had a very um, how do I say this? Uh, she by the way, I love I love his uh, uh, his, his his widow or uh, my it would be my stepmom at that point. Um, but uh, you know she's very nice. But she, to my dad, she put him in line. Let's just say that uh, Samoan women don't take a lot of crap, and my dad tried to let's say do his usual shenanigans and it did not work with that woman so <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh so so yeah making amends uh step 10 of aa uh continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted it this step helps each uh, teach a person to remain committed to their program regardless of what they encounter through life using the 12 steps of aa and the practice of taking personal inventory helps keep people present in their recovery process. Yeah, because I think sometimes you don't like think about taking inventory like in a in a retail sense, right? Um, you do it typically like every year. Although I, you know, obviously you do like minor inventory throughout the year. Uh, maybe you you have somebody like check all your stock and just you know check if the the on hands are correct and all that stuff. Um, so you know when you're doing that kind of stuff, it, it, you when you do it that that often and we used to have to do this when i was working at home depot a lot you know just taking stock of things making sure the counts are right to as compared to the stuff online um and i think that uh you know when we do the same thing if we don't do the same thing in like real life i mean what or sorry when we don't do that in 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 retail right what happens well we start to lose track of everything we don't even know how much we don't even know what we're working with which i think dovetails nicely into uh into like uh when you're when you're recovering right if you don't take inventory constantly you're going to forget what you're even working with you don't even know what you're working with anymore so uh taking taking inventory of um uh of what you've done right like sometimes we forget that we've wronged people or maybe we forget that we maybe you don't even notice that you wrong somebody and um you know it's important to, to kind of it's almost like like clearing things out right uh, to a certain degree. So making sure that you don't have anything unnecessary, making sure you have all the stuff that you need. Um, yeah, definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, step 11, step 11 involves creating some kind of spiritual practice or routine that helps a person stay connected to their higher power to support the recovery. Uh, let's see what the quote says here, just to um, expand on it a little bit. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understand God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us 
uh, and the power to carry that out. So I think meditation is a great, um, great tool. I think that people, um, people really should um, think about meditation. In fact, I should probably. Uh, I find that I only meditate whenever I am like waiting for something. You know, I just go into that meditative state and just like start meditating. Uh, so I don't use, I try not to use my phone. Um, and I try to try not to, you know, use anything else around me. But um, anyway, when we're talking about this, uh, you know, recovery and, and and especially with mental health in general, uh, meditation is a great tool. Um, so even if you're not like praying or anything like that, like meditation, uh, maybe guided meditation, whatever you want to do. I th- I'm sure there's a lot of guided meditation on YouTube or uh, maybe you want to listen to binaural beats. If you guys don't know what binaural beats are, um, it's it, it, just look them up on YouTube. And basically the idea is, that your ears uh, hear sounds at different, uh, hear these particular sounds at different frequencies. And for some reason, your brain kind of focuses in on the difference between those sounds. So if, you're, if your right ear hears something at 115 um, hertz, I think is the, the measure uh, that we're using here. So 115 hertz on the right side, 110 hertz on the left side, the binaural beat would be five hertz. So it's a difference between the two. Um, and for some reason, your brain kind of focuses on that. So if you have PTSD, if you have um, ADD, it, it can kind of help with your focus a little bit more. Uh, and then let's get to step 12. Uh, step 12 of AA, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. This step encourages members to help others in recovery. Some members may choose to sponsor others as a way to help them uh, work their own program and share their message as they continue to work the 12 steps of AA. So, um, and this is the, the, you know, that, that's a pretty good point, right? We need to, we need to lift each other up. Um, uh, hold on. Let me just look up here. I actually don't know. Um, so here's what you need to know. A sponsor in AA is someone who can help guide you through the program of AA and more specifically the 12 steps person is generally someone who had a good amount of sobriety under their belt and feels comfortable guiding others through difficult times in sobriety. Okay, I've, I've heard I've heard like sponsors before. I never actually knew what it meant. Um, and actually, I you know before we leave, I, I, I probably only have time for one thing, so I'm only going to read like one thing from Alcoholics Anonymous subreddit. Um, but it was interesting. I've never heard of this before. So this the post the the title says I was thirteenth I was thirteenth stepped by an older woman and it didn't end well. And I had to I actually had to look this up right. And the idea is, um, sorry, uh, let me let me look up the actual thing. Uh, the 13th step is an unwelcome and unofficial part of the 12-step program. 13th stepping is when someone with over one year of sobriety makes an advance on someone with less than a year of sobriety. This can be for a variety of reasons, including physical, emotional, or financial. However, the reasons are often sexual. So I've never heard of that before. That is, that's crazy. So she was 10 years my senior and gorgeous. She had been attending AA meetings for years, but never had more than 10 months sobriety up. She preyed upon me as an innocent young fella in early recovery. At the time, I didn't mind at all. After all, I hadn't had any attention from attractive, from an attractive woman in a long time. Long story short, we moved in together after a while, and I thought everything was all good. I couldn't understand why people in AA always said it's not a good idea to get into a relationship in, in early recovery. Anyhow, one day she came home drunk as hell. She was screaming at me for no reason at all and abusing me. I went to the kitchen to get my car keys. I was just going to go for a drive until she sobered up. She attacked me in the kitchen with a large knife. I fended her off with a lifting with a sorry with a dining chair and bolted out the door. Jumped in my car and I left. I did ever I did what every big tough man does when the fit hits. Uh, <laughs> okay, when the the crap hits a fan. 
uh, and ran home to mom. <laughs> I went back the next day with a trailer to get all my stuff from the house. She wasn't home at the time, so I packed all my stuff and I left. Got an email from her about six months later. She was apologetic and trying to make amends. She was back in rehab again. I haven't seen her since, and I do not give my phone number to women in AA, no matter how innocent I think they might be. I didn't chase this woman. She preyed upon me. There are probably a thousand reasons why people say don't get into a relationship in early recovery. And my story is just one of those reasons. So, yeah, this is actually a very common thing. Um, this is actually really common in the mental health hospital as well. They did not want people to get um, to have relationships with each other, uh, especially when they had just gotten out of the hospital. So it's a similar thing to uh, AA. Uh, you don't want to get with anybody in early recovery because you're not ready for that kind of stuff. Now, listen, if you're already in a relationship, that's a different story, right? Um, but the problem is with two people or, you know, when, when somebody is preying upon somebody with even less recovery. Well, if, even then, it doesn't even sound like this person even got to a year of recovery. So that's kind of weird. Um, but the problem is when you're both in recovery and it's very early, uh, you both have the tendency to relapse because, and you know, I actually had this, um, thought a long time ago, one of my friends and his girlfriend were doing something and they were accountability buddies. So basically the idea was if I, if I do this and you have to do it. And I, I asked them, well, what happens if both of you don't want to do it? Wouldn't you, wouldn't that just create a, a perpetual cycle of you guys excusing, uh, your own behavior and, you know, they kind of looked at me and they're like, I guess that makes sense to a certain degree. Because to me, my ha my head just went there because I make excuses all the time. So I just, you know, if somebody else was there to make excuses with me, I mean, it'd be pretty damn easy, right? Um, so, yeah, with, with uh, you, you know, be, just be really careful with who you get with. And, you know, listen, if you're already in a relationship and you're in AA, I mean, that's obviously you're trying to get better. So that's, that's a wonderful thing. I'm, I'm glad that you're able to do that. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, people in the similar boat, I, I just don't see it any well, like just common sense tells me that it's not going to look very good. Um, I mean, listen, it can have benefits to have, have somebody that's shared with your journey, but that's only after a couple of years of, of recovery or uh, typically they say about a year, um, is, is good. Um, but, uh, cause that, that gets past like the nine month mark, uh, which is, for me, I feel, uh, wait, what is it? No, 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 I'm sorry. It's a 90-day mark. Sorry, 90-day mark. Um, for me, though, I would even extend it even further to a year, uh, which, by the way, you could still you could still lose out in a year. That's you could, that's totally, I, I wouldn't say that's uncommon, but you could probably totally lose out in a year, or relapse, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, this is fascinating. I've never actually seen 12-step, or sorry, I've never actually seen all of the 12 steps. I'm thinking about maybe doing a, um, a video where I, uh, talk about the 12, oh, sorry, I, um, where I end up maybe like doing a, like my own version of, or sorry, like follow through the 12 steps and see how well it does for me. Like I'll just do it on my YouTube channel. I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, 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 that'll be an interesting, uh, project to, to, uh, it'll probably take me a week to figure out, um, all the logistics of it. But, uh, you know, cause you know, obviously YouTube, you need to kind of come at it a little bit, uh, more, uh, creatively than maybe other projects. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'll have a link to both the, um, the 12 step program, uh, article that I was reading as well as, um, as well as the Alcoholics Anonymous subreddit, although I didn't really use it all that much. Um, but anyway, guys, remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Uh, but as always guys, don't forget to keep it casual.